Iced Radio, take one. Dunkin' Iced Coffee is... Ooh, sorry, uh, one more time? Dunkin' Iced it... Ooh, Kelly, we're trying to record a timely summer-focused radio spot for Dunkin' Iced. Can you stop with the shaking? But, like, this is the sound a Dunkin' Ice makes. Maybe you should keep it in? Well, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> Try all the Dunkin' Refreshers, iced coffees, cold brews, and lattes. Dunkin' Iced. America runs on Dunkin'. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. My name, my being, Nipple Haver. Oh. Double Nip Man. <laughs> Just, it's not okay. Face Guy. <laughs> Lover of the A Team as a child, oh Dave God. Anthony. Reads a story from American history. To his amigo. <laughs> Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. That's the best one you've done. That's Why? your That's your best work. Because it was really insane. Uh, it seemed pretty on the nose. Like, I, I, I talked about things that are true. You bragged about uh, having nipples and a face. Well, and there, said there, you liked the A-team. Okay, number one, there are people out there without nipples and without faces. So I'm putting out there that those are the things that I have. Also, the A-team was good. All right, well, we can uh, just start it, I guess. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become a Tiggly podcast. Okay. This is like Adam. And a five-part coefficient. <laughs> Come on, Rose, let's play! Now hit him with the puppy. <laughs> you both present sick arguments. <laughs> no, sleep tell hippo! No, sleep tell hippo! Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No, no. <laughs> And that was you, the some of those parts in there. Yeah, no, no, I know it's the you, intro. Uh, yeah, you have um, you have parts in the intro. It's not just me. No, I'm totally aware. What do you want to do? Dollop. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure what we were here for. Yeah, I think it's been pretty clear. Um, no. Okay. December 16th, 1849. Oh, boy. Year of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Yep. Richard C. Flower. Dick Flower? Dick Flower. Continue. Was born in Ohio. Raised on a farm. Father was a reverend. Okay. Uh, he left home at 13 to make his own way in the world. Sure. That's just how you did it. Yeah. You're like, look, Dad, I, I finally got the hairs it's on been, uh, the, the lower parts. I am really, out. It really is has become normal to hear that now at this yeah, point yeah. on this show. Yeah. And your parents were like, oh, I get it. You're 13. I was wondering when he was going to get off his ass and make some of it. Shouldn't himself. you be working on a ship? I'm too. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I remember when I had to go to the airport alone when I was like 13. Terrifying. I was like, I can't handle this. Yeah. This, I die here. Yeah. And you did. And I died there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still there dead. Yeah. That's the best part of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so when he was 15, he, uh, he'd, uh, he'd become a well-known boy preacher in Indiana and Ohio. So he's one of those young preacher types. The people are like, look at this boy and his magic talking. Boy, that is really crazy too. Yeah. That is, totally. Uh, he entered Butler University, uh, studied medicine. 
But instead of getting a degree there, he got a totally bullshit medical degree from a fraudulent Ohio medical school. Which was just as good. Yeah, why not? Back then, I mean, right? you could do that back I mean, then. Aside, the I mean, aside from actually getting education, but you could just go to someone and be like, can I be a doctor? And they'd be like, yeah, how much money do you have? Uh, this much money. Can I be a really good doctor? You're the best. Hey, You're a surgeon. Thank you so much. Brain surgeon. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, what get in there. I get in there. How does one do it? To crack it like an egg, or do I just... You know yeah. what? I'm the doctor. What am I asking do you for? You I'm the best do. brains. What is we it? Had brain? a, we had a guy that uh, we gave a degree to, and he just goes through the eye. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. that's. I don't think I'm going to do that. You can pop them out. I'll, I'm probably going to go top in. Top in's good? See what happens. I don't really care. I just want the money. I don't care either. You know I just mean? want to be able to get out there and really yeah. start getting into some bodies yep, and by any means possible. That's right. You're a doctor, so okay. get into bodies. Great. All you right. can also go through the chest to get to the brain. Boy, there's a lot of great options. Yes. Uh, I am excited to spread the word, so I'm just going to grab this degree, put it up on my wall, mm-hmm. and uh, all right. All right. I'll see you later, doctor. Uh, thank you, squire. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not a squire. Uh, uh, so, uh, after he gets the medical degree, he goes back to the church and, uh, he was put in charge of different parishes from 1869 to 1872. Sorry to jump in yeah, again. Yeah. Can I just say that I already kind of like the combination of doctor. young man of the cloth and faux doctor. I just well, see a lot of potential upside to Jesusing our way. In I this. mean, have you, have you heard about my new show, Preacher Doctor? Oh. Yes. Because ABC's doing Dr. Preacher. That's right. Which I heard is... That's right. Great. That's the one to see. Yeah. And then there's and then there's a spinoff, Nighttime Dr. Preacher. Oh, which yeah. Which at night. Yeah. Preacher it's, After Dark Doctor. Yes. That's right. Right. Um, uh, so he then decided to study law, and he graduated from Northwestern University with a law degree. Now, okay. if I... If I, I there was a lot, there's a lot of different versions of this guy's story, so I was trying to go on through them, um, but uh, it seems like it took a year. Okay. Okay. Yep. So uh, he kept preaching. Uh, he grew quite popular. He was quote a very convincing talker. Sure. Which you need to be, right? Yeah. If you're bringing people around. No, if board. you're throwing a lot of bullshit out there, you got to be convincing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like QVC for God. Yeah. That's right. You do. That was meant for me, right? No. Pretty fucking pointed comment. <laughs> you are just <laughs> too sensitive. <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> Um, but then he was accused of libel after he wrote a bunch of letters to a former uh, parishioner. So I couldn't find out what was in the letters. They just said he was uh, accused of libel and actually uh, so, was uh, he, he went to court and lost the case. Okay, because um, he's you know just clearly Guilty going of after letter someone. libel. Yeah, he was. Well, this is when you did letters. I mean, yeah, now no. it's now it's different. But yeah. back then it was either paper or letter. Right. What else are you going to do? Right. <laughs> Um, so he's out, loses the case, he's, and now he's not in the church. Um, heads to Philadelphia, uh, takes up medicine. Okay. Though other doctors in town were not fans of his methods. Well, because he didn't have any. Is that... Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think he was just kind of making Because his were totally up. manufactured and not based yeah. on... He was really... I mean, if anybody was winging it, he was winging it. Like, I'm not saying let's adhere to what the laws they found of medicine in the 1800s. The best. Because they're not good. We should go back to those. We should not. Um, As a matter of fact, I'm opening up a new hospital called... 1843. 1800s, 1800s only medicine. Well, here at 1843, <laughs> I'm going to open you up, put a little dirt in you. 
Go Let in the, the back room. The we're going to have a horse kick you in the tummy. All right. And then we're going to put beetles all over your face. <laughs> it's a lot of bug eating. <laughs> um, so he still has a successful practice despite that. Uh, celebrities and stuff come to him. He's, he's killing it. Who's again, a celebrity he's like, then? I don't know. I didn't, they didn't go into who celebrities were. Gunther like, Pipeman. Pe- yes, right. he's one of them. But people know him in Philadelphia. Um, cause he's also a good talker, right? He's a, a fucking, he knows how to talk, you know, yeah. how to convince people. That's what I've always found a b- better about a doctor. Those are the best doctors. Yeah. Um, but then he goes to Boston and he started working at the FS Shaw Tanning and Leather Company. Sure. Uh, it was a very prosperous business before he got there and after, uh, it failed rather quickly. Okay. Pretty much everyone at the company and involved blamed Richard for the failure. But isn't he content at not really being a lawyer and not at all a doctor? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if so he's, he's content. Looking- I, I would say that this is a gentleman who is not content and is always looking for a way to make more money. Okay. Um, his next uh, next theater for Peoria, where he got, got involved uh, in uh, coal properties. Uh, people own coal uh, situations in the ground. Sure. Um, that ended up... Was this up, clean coal or this was the dirty one? This is dirty. Okay. Which is interesting you'll bring that up. So that ended up with a flurry of lawsuits aimed at Richard and him running out of town. What were the lawsuits based on? Uh, just shenanigans. Oh, he was going for shenanigans. Um, next came... This is interesting. So then he moves on. So he, he gets involved in coal. He learns a little bit of coal. And then he goes somewhere and starts the Chemcom company. The Chemcom. Yep. Uh, K-E-M-K-O-M company Mm. uh he runs it he said the company had invented a compound to make coal burn more efficiently which would get rid of the black smog in cities ah clean coal like you said yeah uh the compound burned out uh the grates and boilers in which it was being used um which meant it wasn't really a thing uh and then the company folded and all the investors sued him okay so it feels like a good amount of misfires so far, and uh, maybe not finding an occupation to land on. Is that safe to say? I mean, say? look, he's not, uh, he, he's trying to find, he, he's going, he's, he's swinging big. I mean, that's right. what he's doing. He's fucking swinging big everywhere he goes. Sure. Um, the Chemcom uh, company seems um, like it was bullshit. Okay. From the beginning. Okay. I was trying to bring up uh, the pictures for you, because I know you love pictures. Yeah. Can you oh, just say? Um, I'll show you a picture of him. So that's him. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. Uh, he looks. So he looks like every s- other guy in the 1800s. Yep. He looks a little squirrely. Yeah. Uh, as they all did back then. Hair combed a little bit too tight. Yeah. Little tiny, little tiny glasses. I feel like those are the only glasses they had back then. There were not a lot of options for a lot of things. They're the little roundy ones. Yeah. Just what did you get? A shirt? I got one shirt. Same shirt. We all they have one shirt. Um. Hold on, I gotta answer a text. What? From my wife. It's about it's about dinner next week. Um look. You gotta be able to multitask when you're doing a dollop. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Like so next week I'm gonna start exercising. I'm gonna have an exercise bike in here. And I'm gonna exercise bike. Here during the show? Yeah, while I dollop, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the bike. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, get used to it, because I'm teaching a spin class. Here? In three weeks, I'm going to start teaching a spin class in here. During the show? That's right. Wow. You know, maybe you should think about getting in shape. 
Thank you. And not and not and not crushing the dreams of people who are trying to get in shape. You're right. Yeah, I was a monster back there. I was a real Kem Kong. I didn't want to say it. Richard headed back to Boston. Good. He formed a couple of land companies for developing, you know, land projects. Sure. Um, they both went under. Okay. Pretty quick. Uh, he headed back. Uh, back to medical uh, practice. I was going to say that's yeah, where we, on, that's really where he was on the I, shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he was the best at not being a doctor. Uh, he opened up the Hotel Flower, which was a sanatorium with a medium who was part of the cure process. Wow, progressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. he's uh, I think. Uh, I think every doctor should have a medium uh, in their hotel um, office. Yeah. Well, I welcome mean, to the hospital, tell. I think a sanitarium is a little bit different back then. I think people would come and stay for a while, and it's not—it's uh, a place you check yourself into for health, right? You know, yeah. It's not like a hospital, hospital, right? Um, so it's kind of a hotel. It eventually became the Plaza, that building. Well, that building. they, they saw they saw a tight. different version. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, you go in and you're like, "Hey, my my leg feels weird," and he's like, "Oh, Ooh, you you're should, crazy. You should Talk tie. to the psychic." <laughs> That's right. Talk to the psychic here. She doesn't think it's your actual leg. What is she? Your uncle killed your friend. Oh, I know We're it. We're going to solve this right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> the Boston Globe quote, he refused to be bound by any system or code, which is the best. Like, if you're looking for a doctor, that's you're like, you I want hear. someone that works outside the box. Who's a renegade? <laughs> someone who doesn't believe in what the books are telling him. Other doctors attacked his methods. He would have to go to hearings in the legislature in Massachusetts to defend himself. He would, he would lecture frequently around Boston on health subjects, and during a couple claimed he had found cures for cancer and consumption. Okay. So he's, he's sounds like he's killing it. Well, literally, he's killing people, probably. No, I mean, he's literally has his, he said he had his cure for cancer. He's fucking awesome. Well, it's just that I feel like that hasn't stuck. Really? Yeah. Because oh, the, the Cause co- people clean cold didn't work or whatever? Yeah, you know, right. may, Maybe you shouldn't shit on idea people. Well, okay, sorry. How about, how about trying to let someone have a dream? You do. You give someone that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But, like, once, maybe twice. On a trip to Texas, he was arrested for charges uh, against him uh, in Chicago for skipping out on investors. He was released on bail and then arrested for his part in the Peoria uh, coal fiasco. Uh-huh. A man claimed Richard had embezzled 300000 from him in Peoria. Richard was then tried but not convicted. Okay. He heads for New York. Good. The big city. Yeah, let's do this. There he opened the Flower Medical Company, which sold a new liquid cure that he called Sagwa. Okay. Get yourself some Sagwa. Sure. What and is... fix that eye. Oh, it's Sagwa's for the eye? Well, it's for all kinds of things. What? Like what? Um, what, what do you have? A question about Sagwa. Sagwa will fix that. So you're going to prescribe me Sagwa to answer my question about what Sagwa is. That's right. All it right. It fixes everything. My baby's too hairy. Yeah, it'll, it'll get rid of the hair. I have another baby who's not hairy enough. Amazingly, that baby will get hair. I'm a man who would like uh, womanly bosoms. They are now yours. Sagwa helps you get bosoms. I want a leg to be where my arm is. Uh, Sagwa, oh, I can do that in the back room. Mm. <laughs> Segway was bottled and sold as a cure for any ailment. 
rheumatism, arthritis, back pain, stomach ulcers, and most importantly, quote, spiritual and physical sag. Okay, so sagwa is what? Just some water? Do you have this, water? Do you feel sa- saggy? water? Do you feel saggish? Does it, do I have soul sag? Do you, yeah, do you have soul sag or do you have physical sag? Like, are you feeling sag? No. Then you don't need it. Yeah. Although it would, it would help bring back that spark in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> His elixir actually had no medical value, no medicinal value at all. Sure. Uh, but it did, did have quite a bit of alcohol in it. So oh, that's good. Not a lot of people were complaining about it. Yeah, first. that is smart. This is good. This is good. I can't. My thing is better. My soul's never felt better. I'm not sagging. <laughs> it does really well. Uh, he opens up an office on 34th Street. I mean, Street. it literally it just does well because it's booze. Yeah, but also it cures stuff. Yeah, booze cures stuff in the moment. A famous guy, I, I didn't put this in there, but some famous guy, he, uh, either owner of Tiffany's or a board member of Tiffany's, uh, said he came back from Europe and he had some affliction and he tried Sagwa and it fixed him. So there were people that were like... Yeah. I mean, the thing about these kind of things is... You could have something that is a temporary uh, malady, right? And then you drink the shit, and you're like, "I'm cured. I, yeah. I'm better." Yeah. Which is, yeah. No, it is the advantage of knowing nothing. Yeah. Um. So he uh, he's this is the good years. He's living good, right? He's making. These money are off the good this. years. Yeah, he's living good. He's making money off of this. Uh, he's the got an office on Thirty Fourth Street. Gets married. Um, but word that his cure was bullshit got out over time, and he was starting to be attacked by the press, as were kind of all snake, man, snake oil salesmen. They're now being called quacks uh, in mm-hmm. the Times. And um, on top of that, laws are starting to be proposed to regulate medicines. Okay. So that's bullshit. No. Uh, but the writing is on the wall. Interesting fact, they had less measles back then. Oh my God! Are there measles now? There can't be measles because um, we came it's up with a vaccination. To no, get rid no, of no. That. no, no. We eradicated and we no, got no, rid no, of no, it. No, no, dude. No, no, no. Come what on. are you talking about? There can't no, be measles, me- dude. Measles is back. It's awesome. It can't be because we all it's got like va- Murphy Brown. We measles all got vaccinated. Is back. We all got vaccinated. No, some of us were like, let's not, and then we'll mingle around the regular population, and then we'll give them all measles. Oh my God! Yeah, it's so weird because my uh, my doctor does not have a medical degree, but she was uh, a penthouse. Uh, Centerfold. So I, I usually just listen to what she says, and she told me to, to not get vaccinated. Sounds like you're at a flower hospital. Bingo. And we're back. Uh, I actually lost a friend because of Jenny McCarthy because I said she's a piece of shit, and he's like, she's a friend of mine. <laughs> okay, well, she's I mean, still a piece of shit. Yeah, don't go in her pool. Um, yeah. So, uh, so the writing's on the wall, right? The the. the the snake oil business is going to be fucked pretty soon. Sure. The government's coming. Um, so for decades, Richard had heard rumors of the mineral deposits on the San Carlos Apache Reservation in Arizona. The mineral deposits. Okay. Yeah, you know. Sure. The minerals. Uh, and now the area was being opened up to mining. The Graham County Guardian. Oh, boy. He's going to find some real bullshit. You okay, uh, Aaron? You got a cold? Nope. Did you spill? You got allergies? You got a... Yeah, just some allergies. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a nightmare to be about to blow your nose and on yeah, a recorded yeah. show and be like, can we listen? There it is. There it is. <laughs> you got to do the slow blow. Yeah, that was a slow blow. Where it's blow. almost worse, where you're like, yeah. nobody will know if I just go... <laughs> 
It's always bad when a guy takes like four Kleenexes out of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're either about to get a cold or jerked off. <laughs> uh, so these rumors about this Apache reservation that it's full of minerals. The Graham County Guardian paper had written, quote, this is undoubtedly one of the richest pieces of mineral-bearing earth in the Southwest. Um, in 1877, the Handbook to Arizona was published by Richard Hinton. Arizona Territory Papers used journalists to publish their political agendas, and writers were pressured to come up with exciting stories that were not at all accurate. Wow, imagine. <laughs> Other writers published books and pamphlets full of elaborate nonsense, out east, people are reading about this. They can't get enough of the stories. So this mineral thing is just kind of set up by BS journalism, just They're saying, kind of serving the state's business. Yeah. And they want people to move out there. An old fake Dr. Flower is like, huh, BS minerals, hey? I can get it. I've been bullshitting everybody about everything. I sold whiskey as an upper. So he, yeah, I mean, they want people to move out because more people out there means more money. Um, they want to get uh, their hands on the Apache uh, land, um, and they keep telling people the the fighting with the Apaches is waning. Like, it's just all bullshit stories to get people to move out. Oh, that's an interesting detail. Yeah. Uh, oh, dear. So the more they heard about the waning threat of Apaches, the more they wanted to head out and strike it rich. Hinton's handbook said it was a healthy climate. For what were called lungers. Oh, the lungers. You mean the people with exceptional... The awesome lungs? Yeah. No, they're the people with tuberculosis. Oh. Yeah, come on out if you're a lunger. What? The dry desert air is perfect for you. And you hear that and you're like, boy, I should go where all those people are have TB and cough. <laughs> Wobble. <laughs> lunger. <laughs> Sorry, Miss McCarthy. Whites pushed Congress to remove the mining areas from within the boundaries of the Apache Reservation. Ranchers and prospectors illegally invaded the reservation and started staking claims. Okay. This sure. here's my land. Now, I'm staking a claim. Right. Uh, we actually own this. Right. Not anymore. I put up my four, my four twigs around here, and now it's mine. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking piece of shit. Who's got all this stuff? Because I said so. And copper was found, and there was enough coal for the new railroad. And people said the mines could provide work for the Apaches, right? So they found coal. They're like, we can put the Apaches to work in the coal mines. And certainly any Apache uh, would want to go deep in the tunnels Who? to dig the shit out of the ground in exchange for cash. Right. That is, to them, natural. That's exactly how they were doing it. Um, most Native Americans... Uh, dug the deepest of, of do you, mines. Do, do, do we ever wonder why the Native Americans are upset with us showing up? Because so... sometimes it's I, I don't I don't see the downside. It feels like we came here with mm. barrels and barrels of delicious selfish capitalism. Yeah, I mean, and we just were like share share in the experience. I don't think there's anything better than whoever thought up money is the best. Yeah, because uh, it's worked out great. Yeah. Uh, for government, uh, it meant they would not have to feed the Apaches if the Apaches were working in coal mines. So it's a win-win for everybody. I don't understand. Well, so they're they're right now they're on a reservation. They're, they, oh, they've so given them shit land they right. can't, that they can't take care of themselves anymore. So they have to feed them. Right. And now here's a solution: put them underground, um, in uh, get them black lung, and they can make a little bit of scratch. 
it's it's a, it's a like it's I said, kind of a romantic story. It's a win win. Yeah, everybody because, wins because at the end of this, they can buy a sweet car or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so in. In 1898, Congress restored the San Carlos Mineral Strip to the public domain. So they took this one strip that is in the reservation that is full of minerals, and they they go, oh, that's not oh, that's not part of the reservation now. Remember how it was? It's not right. So this is just <laughs> gerrymandering of yeah. Oh, we're gonna take the thing that we gave you. <laughs> we messed up the line. It's here now. The Graham County uh, Guardian cheered Congress for their wonder- wonderful decision. The paper wrote that a government inspection had found that the land was, quote, rich in gold, silver, copper, and coal. All of the things. All of the important things. This sounded like a great opportunity to Richard Flower. Unfortunately, Richard, uh, fortunately, Richard had never been to Arizona and knew absolutely nothing about mining. Yeah, but that why would why would you feel like he would stop? Why no, would I mean, that be like a problem for no, him? No, I mean he did doctor stuff yeah. and he had no idea what doctor stuff was. He knows was. what he's doing. this yeah. this is the coal. guy who invented Sagwa. And the t- t- Kim Kim Cam. And Kim Cam Cam. Um so he uh so the word Mazuma means money in Yiddish. And he and his lawyer came up with the Spenazuma Mineral Company. So they like took a little, they wanted to sound like uh, Mizuma a little bit, and then they it should be terrible but complicated. Spenazuma, Spenazuma. I don't know where that came from. Spenazuma, spend a money. Spenazuma. Yeah, it's it's awful. not great, but yeah, uh, it's so, a bad indicator. Yeah. Uh, so the the Spenazuma Mineral Company is born. Uh, it's one of those ones where he's probably saying it to people like, huh? People I don't like, know, Spenazuma. Uh, no, I don't really. Right. Hey. Yeah. Spenazuma? Yeah. Right? Yeah, no. You're with me, right? Uh, I'm hey, literally with you. I'm you not. want to give up money, right? Because I said Spenazuma? You want a Spenazuma? <laughs> We're going to fucking do this. Mm. We're going to do this. Yeah. Me and you. No, I'm no. I, you know, you're just the guy telling me a story. Spenazuma. No, I'm a goat herder. So that's my job. We're in New York City. Yeah. The move hasn't gone great. <laughs> Goats aren't happy. So his medical office was quickly converted to the Spenazuma headquarters. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not like he's going to miss it. Yeah. He can still practice medicine just as well. The office door now had the word gold on the front. That's important. Gold. That's important. Uh, He printed up gold-bordered stock certificates in $10 denominations, which would be about 100 bucks today. So not... A uh, uh, crazy amount of money. It's not. He's not just going for rich people. He's like, I can get you know the middle class, and well, there isn't really middle class. So he's going you know, to sell these gold ten dollars a share. Okay, and then you owe ten dollars a share in this mechanism of mining, company. right? Which is, as we all know, going to go great. Of course, it is. Yeah, uh, he starts making trips out to the Arizona territory. You're off, Mike. You're off, Mike. Oh, look at that. There's one. I wanted to buy that, and so we. I pulled up a certificate. Uh, what is was it? What is it called? Uh, a stock stock certificate, and it's. Um, I, I wanted to buy this at one hundred one thousand five hundred dollars. So that you're coming to me now to see if I'll give not, you. But yeah, if I'll I buy it what for I'm saying you. is we should get in on this. But Dave, it just doesn't. I don't know. I mean, this is all long. You think now? I trust you. You think it's the time to invest in Spenazuma? 
I just want the stock certificate to put on my wall. Do you think that the we're going to make some money out of Spenazuma? Yeah, I mean, we could. Why wouldn't we? All right, I'm in, man. All right. Awesome. Um, so he starts making trips to Arizona territory several over the next few months. First time there, he made his way to the town of Geronimo, a bustling... Uh, a bustling town with saloons, mm. brothels, blacksmiths, and two Chinese restaurants. Wow. Okay. I know. Isn't that interesting? But then you think about it, and you think, of course, Chinese are coming yes, over for and, work yeah. and building the railroads and whatnot. So, of course, there's Chinese restaurants in yeah. the West. Every single town we And the go food's to, delicious. Yes. So. Uh, Richard hired two men, Alkali Tom and Bill Duncan. Alkali Tom? Alkali. Alkali Tom. It's just a classic Western name. Sure. Alkali. 70% of men in the uh, West were named Alkali. Sure. Okay. Uh, They set out for the Black Rock region. Black Rock was not on the reservation or within the mineral strip boundary, but Richard did not care. Okay. So So he's now invading to, to get his minerals. Well, he's heading to a place... Um... But I don't. I think he doesn't can I, want. Can I tell you my fear? Yeah, go ahead. It's going to be dangerous. Why? I don't think he's thinking. No, it'll be fine. Okay. Um. So he sized he sized up Tom uh, Alkali uh, Tom as a snaky dude who was skilled in the ways of not legal stuff. Yeah. Um. Which was true. Uh, his regular job was being a cattle wrestler. Keep going, man. No uh, questions Bill, Bill here. Duncan was a tough cowboy type who had robbed a stagecoach or two at his time, and now was the hotel clerk and a hire uh, available as a hired hand. Okay, um, so a couple of good dudes, a couple of bros that are yeah. right, uh, good guys. Yeah. As they rode up to Black Rock, Duncan told Richard that the imposing rock was called Montezuma by the Apaches, who guarded, uh, and he and Montezuma guarded over the area. So the rock, so so, so that's the rock. So, so the rock is a uh, uh, like a. So and what you're saying is that Guardian Rock. What you're saying, okay, and just the way you snuck that in is important. So essentially, he and two assholes are now going yep. to what could be called God Rock, God Rock. to take it apart for their business. Don't take is, it apart. You're not taking it apart. You're just well, they're there. going to be there probably. Um, collecting on land that has not been established uh, as something they can legally be going to. Well, I mean, I think they can legally because it's not on the reservation and it's not okay. But the middle strip, so really, you can just stake land. But Montezuma, probably important. Great pool, sure. Um, Richard took rock samples and shipped them back to New York. He started buying any claim around Black Rock he could get his hands on. Okay. Now, Bill Duncan was like, this, everyone's tried this place. There's nothing here. But Richard hires surveyors, laborers, carpenters, and miners to work his claims. Okay. He spread more money around to forge relationships with other mine owners nearby. Okay. Then he hired a photographer to document the progress at the Spenazuma Mining Company camp. I feel like he's overspending. Workers laid out a town site, which was called Spenazuma. Jeez, get over it. Everyone got to work creating what 
uh, was a completely were completely fake mines in a in a camp town. Okay. Richard hoped a, a Richard hoped Richard hopped a train back to New York, where he put together a gold bordered prospectus full of photos and amazing description, promising investors instant riches. There's a fire fest vibe, <laughs> <laughs> except no one's blowing anybody for <laughs> for water and water. But I although don't. this is Arizona, people could be blowing each other for water. But it's just all so propped up on oh. all the. Im- the it's, things that seem important visually, yeah. no, it's but fucking, underneath it feels like there's really no substance. Oh, there's not. It's just fucking garbage. Okay, it's a giant heap of garbage. Okay. Um, How great would it be if Firefest did another one? Oh, Firefest <laughs> too. Just do it. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, they're talking about it at one point. I just keep rooting for that to happen. Um. So the prospectus is sent out across the east and a little bit in the Midwest. Quote, running through the center of this property is a vein of ore one half mile in width and two miles in length. Okay. It's a pretty big vein. Of, uh, it's in a big ore vein. Yeah. Every foot of it rich in gold, copper, and silver. It is said this is the richest and largest continuous vein of ore, uh, quote, uh, rich from the surface rock into the bowels of the earth, ever discovered... In the world. So this is now just another selling component of more That's sort right. of investment? Yep. Right, okay. Yep. They're saying it's this is the biggest discovery of ore. And ore ever. is great. Oh, it's the best. He's, he, uh, he spun another tale uh, based on Duncan's story of Montezuma. Okay. He sped, he sped, he said Spenazuma had been an actual guy. What? This is just... What are you... Where did I lose you? Miles ago, and now Spen is... Like, he's in love with his... Like, he's in love with his idea that nobody else is in love with. Great name. Sounds like Montezuma. And now Spenazuma's a guy. And now Spenazuma's going to Montezuma? What do you mean Spenazuma's going to Montezuma? Their Montezuma is where Spentazuma is going to well, be. Well, Spenazuma, Montezuma is the name of the rock that the, that's what the Apaches call. But we don't even know if that's true. Like, Duncan just could have just been talking shit. Um, so here's the story. Spenazuma's actual guy. He is the son of legendary Aztec chieftain Montezuma. Oh, Jesus. Spenazuma had been the first person to, to discover the gold at Black Rock, but he's not interested in it. He doesn't care. It's not his thing. Okay. So it just sat there for years, just fucking sitting in this giant vein of ore, until a professor and mining expert named T.A. Halchu. Ta Halchu? Yep. From Longhorn, Montana, spoke to an old Mexican man. Now, the professor's not a real person, and Longhorn, Montana doesn't exist. Anyway, he talks to this... As the lore would have it. He talks to this old Mexican guy. Uh Now, the old Mexican guy happens to be on his deathbed. Okay. So he's just spinning out truths. Yeah, no, for sure. deepest secrets. No, towards the end is where the logic really comes out. And so for whatever reason, the... Professor's next to his bed. And the old Mexican guy tells Hat. So he just, uh, this, does this guy know him before or he just goes over there? We don't know. Okay. We don't know. We okay. didn't get that. Nobody into it. Okay. So the old Mexican guy tell, tells Halchu, 
about the ore. And the Mexican man said the ore was under a rock formation that looked like Spenazuma's profile. What? Which is exactly what that looks like. Look, you can see the mouth and uh, the eye, and then uh, he's got a really fucked up nose, but it's there. I mean, it's been in some fights. The nose has been in some fights. But that's uh, that's the face of uh, uh, our dear Spenazuma. He said it was named Blackrock. Richard buys full-page ads in newspapers with the story of Spenazuma and the rich vein of ore. He hires pitchmen to go around promoting the This is the Firefest. <laughs> this is. I think they are all Firefest. I think <laughs> yeah, that but this, this thing has happened so many times in the history of the world. It's just another one. Yeah, but it's just it like how shiny you make the yeah. shit the bullshit is yeah. just totally. like if you spent some time l- not shining the bullshit, maybe there wouldn't be so much bullshit to shine. It's, I mean, it's a good point. Um, so these pitchmen would go to small towns. They tell the story. They use lanterns to show slides along with their sales pitch from the photos that the photographers taking of the town. Being sure. Um, the pictures uh, were not of Richard's mines. They were of other uh, But mines. that's neither here nor there. Yeah, the point is, we know where these mines that's are. Right. That's right. They're not ours. Yeah. And but once so, ours gets going, it'll yeah. be similar to this, probably. So they're like, these are, this is our mine, and it's other people's mines. It's weird when you lie about something, like when it's not your mine. Yeah. When you say it's mine. Yeah. It's so fun. I don't like doing this podcast with you. I'm happy here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One called himself, one of the pitchmen called himself H.B. Clifford and said he was the commissioner of Arizona. Ah, we all know that guy. I'm uh, the commissioner of Arizona. I'm the only one who has uh, direct contact with Phoenix Batman. I made up a ridiculous name for my position. I'm Constable of Tucson. I'm the mayor of Arizona. Quote, if you purchase mining stocks... Buy those of big companies. And then he shows slides the big companies, of which Spenazuma was always one. Uh-huh. Okay. After, he'd whisper, whisper to people, if they came to his hotel, he'd give them a hot tip. Oh. And the people would come By to the, the hotel. By the way, if someone tells you to come to their hotel for a hot tip. I've done it. It's not great. Yeah. So, it turns out the hot tip is Spenazuma, a mining right. company. Yeah. Um, it works. People buy stock. In under a year, people had purchased over $3 million worth of stock. Oh, my God. Well, who needs a mine? You've made your money. It's like $30 million today. It's You've made your money. Yeah. Um, uh, the people from all over. The town of Trivoli, New York, put their money together and bought 60000 worth of stock. Jesus. The Spenazuma Mining Company stock rose to $15 a share from 10 and then 12, now 15. The uh-huh. dividend brought even more investors in. Uh, the Graham County Guardian got in on the action, printing stories about the mining company. They were written by people who were actually at the mine, not the paper's uh, writers. Right, okay. Actual people at the mine. Sure. It turns out they were all employees of Richard and the Mining Company. Oh, okay. So They uh, just neglected to tell the paper that part. Okay. So one wrote, 35 men were working day and night, uh, shifts at the mine, tons of wood and equipment was en route. 
to build the mine. It was a big operation, according to the article. Mine owners were planning on building an electrical plant, a mess hall, and other structures, including a reading room for the miners. Ah, yes. Um, which, uh, as we know about mine owners, every mine owner has a reading room. Well, and they're also incapable of reading outside of a designated space. That's right. Because otherwise, you know, yeah. where are you going to read? Yeah. It's hard to find a place to read a book. Um, here's a picture of uh, the mine. Is that the real mine? Oh, don't look at that. Oh, don't look at that. Don't look Jesus. At that. Uh, there's, yeah, these, this, is actually, this is the actual mine. So th- okay, these so are there's... Photographs taken by the photographer. So they're doing something. Yeah, they're doing something. <laughs> Doesn't sound like your heart's in it. Um... So uh, the reading room is obviously probably, uh, I assume, a big success. Sure, Um, yeah. One long article, uh, a guy wrote about the building of a dry goods store, two saloons, and a, quote, first-class market. Hmm. A coal market. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about mine owners. They always had, like, a Gelson's and... um, uh, and then a reading room. All right, guys, get your Akai balls. <laughs> oh, I don't even know how you pronounce it. What was that? The A-C-I-A bowls. People love those Akai. Akai I can't remember how it's pronounced. I don't even pronounced. know what you're talking Acai? Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Oh, the Acai Berry that yeah. thing? Yeah. I should call it Akai. Acai, acai Berry. Uh, yeah. The joke it, went So they basically well. opened up a zoo bars and, uh, and a nice uh, okay, like cool. Starbucks. Um. The mine was gearing up to crank out 500 tons a day. Uh, so, uh, oh, there's also great times happening. Quote, a grand ball was given at this place last Thursday evening in the new mill house. About a hundred. starting to feel less like a mine. <laughs> Sounds like Google now. About 150 people participated and enjoyed themselves immensely. It was the grandest social event in the history of the camp. Like, if you invested in this, wouldn't you be like, get to work? Yeah, get to work. Also, uh, why... I don't, my money a... should not be going to a reading room or balls. Yeah, and why are why why are there 150 people? Uh, whatever. The whole thing's... Oh, you're going to love it. We're going to be playing horseshoes and bocce ball. We have a barbecue every day. The corn... Uh, cornhole. T- cornhole. Cornhole. We're can, playing cornhole. Can we get a cornhole? We can absolutely get a cornhole. We can do whatever we want. I would like to work at the mine. The mine is great. We have four pieces of wood set up. Oh. And one of those little... I love wood. Trolleys. My mom, my mom when I was growing up... Here's the like, great thing about our mine, too. Guy, yeah. We don't mine. We just party. Oh. Yeah, it's Oh, my great. God. That's the kind of mine I've been looking for. Yeah, no. Where there's just parties in a reading room? Yeah, there's a reading room. I yeah, love we have that. a reading room. Yeah, we rooms. just party here. We just party. Oh, my God. I, this is why I've always been like, I want to be a miner. By the way, some people have been jerking off in the reading room and not reading. But oh. that's just a side effect of designating that's a space for something that could be done anywhere. Actually, the exact kind of reading room I'm looking for. That's awesome, because I didn't want to straight up say it, but we've changed the reading room. Uh, now it's just the jack spot. See, I want to make movies which aren't a, a thing, thing at all. Yeah, right? yeah so but I I've just, had the same dream. I've wanted to make but movies. But my idea of a movie is that I stand in front of people and I masturbate. That is, I'll tell you what, as a guy who also shares yeah. a love of future cinema, right. which, is, again, is not a thing yet, yeah, so it's so even I'm, hard I, to fathom us yeah. having this conversation. I love the idea. But I want to stand in front of people and masturbate and, and say, Wait, think about if this was on a screen. Yeah. yeah. No, it's almost like you could be a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, pipe dreams. 
Uh, so Richard put together a board of directors made up of some buddies and fake people. Sure. Fake people are great for the board. The fake board went on a not real trip to Spenazuma to inspect the mining operation. Well, good, because you want to be sure that it, everything's up to you know standards. Well, they came back with a fantastic report. Oh, from the trip they didn't take? Yeah. Okay, right. great. Quote, a few months ago, this camp was the center of the vastness of the wild, uninhabitable country. Today, it is a city of white tents. Good. If there was ever a spot on Earth, especially for a great mining camp, it is this Spanazuma Valley. We found this great mining property richer, greater, and more valuable than ever claimed by the company in their prospectus. You can dig anywhere for two or three feet and expose a rich body of ore. So, so money, you money should be coming back to people pretty yeah, quickly yeah, at this rate. Come, I mean, you can literally walk around and just wherever you dig. Hey, oh, do gold. me a favor. Find a place where there's not ore. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we're, we just want to make a well. Yeah, good <laughs> Lord. The board then said the mines were worth at least $24 a ton. Oh. So that's like doubling the price. Um, and that would soon rise to 150 per ton. Wow. Once the operation was really going. Boy, so the bullshit is really... Oh, the bullshit is crazy. Really, it's a valuable time to be in the bullshit. Yeah. Apparently, this was still not enough for Richard. To publicize it further, Richard arranged to have a select group of potential investors visit the mine. Okay. These are all prominent men, and if the trip worked out, they would he would issue another $10 million worth of stock. Oh, my God. So they took several trains to but- Arizona... There is a mine, though. Well, there's the... I mean, he has gone about building out his claim, so they have dug holes in the ground. That's not a yes. There's holes in the ground. Okay. I mean, they're deep holes, but they're not Yeah, but it's hole. not... Like, right. a mine is an extensive but thing. But everything is bullshit. Yeah. Okay. They book several trains to Arizona, uh, then they take carriages for the last leg. Richard promised a break on the fare. $80 a trip. That's nice. That's great. When they arrived uh, in Geronimo, Apaches, Teamsters, and Prospectors all came out to greet the Easterners. Excuse me, you said we'd be having lobster tails for lunch. These are just bologna sandwiches. What is this shit? Is that Ja Rule? Yes. Two waiting fancy coaches then took them uh, from the town to Black Rock. Okay. As they're riding, Richard, so Richard's up front with the driver. Sure. And he stands up and yells, hold up! Ah. And then he shot toward a rock pile near the road. Ah. Um, but everyone was very confused and alarmed. Uh, and then um, there's nothing there. Uh, it turns out Richard had set up two henchmen to pretend to try to rob the carriage, but the guys weren't there. <laughs> oh, and, my God. And he had to tell the investors that he had seen a coyote, and that's what he had shot at. I don't know why he yelled, hold up. Well, because coyotes respect <laughs> commands. Oh, my God. So, wait, he'd hired two guys to stage a robbery. A fake robbery. And before they, because the guys didn't show up, he but was he knew just where playing they were his supposed part. To be. Yeah. And those guys weren't there. No. So then he was like, there was a coyote. That's Let's keep going. Yeah. And also, don't depend on fucking actors. Well, one of those guys was uh, Alkali Tom. And it turns out Bill Duncan had heard about the plan and come and told them to not do it. And 
talked him into coming back to town because he thought the investors would see right through it. Yeah. And he he was like, what would happen when they did, what, are you going to kill them? Like, yeah, well, how does what, this all, what, how does it all play out? How is it greasing the wheels? It, none of it. And it what was, part it, of it to is just him, to make him be like, oh, wow, he's a guy we could trust. Yeah, and also like the, how exciting it is out here and also, oh, he saved us from these guys. Like, right. it's all just okay. fucking So he totally, really just runs like a haunted house almost. Yeah, yeah, this is like an early Disneyland. Right, okay. Um, when they got to the mine, they were greeted by explosions. So as they're pulling up, they just hear boom, boom, because they're just... Sorry, boys. Things are really active around here. Well, they're setting off dynamite, you know, in the mines sack. Yeah. Because they're, they're going for all the gold. Oh, well, listen, they got to dig real deep to find this bullshit. Men are um, all moving about. It's a, all a flutter. We're uh, not actors either. <laughs> they're all working very hard. Watermelon, 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 watermelon. <laughs> They're bringing up ore, so guys are coming up with all this amazing-looking ore from the mine, and the investors watch as a big load of ore is hauled off in a wagon. Sorry, you guys are catching us on a light day. <laughs> Normally, there's a lot of ore. <laughs> hey, I heard those henchmen stopped you. No, those henchmen did not stop us. No henchmen. No, those guys. Coyote. Didn't they try to take uh, your... Oh, um, the messes were fed. Then they went on a tour of the mining complex. Oh, look, they even took a picture. That's, oh, really clear. It's a bunch of the workers and then the investors. Well, well, now, when, and I'm not, I'm not trying to crap on the technology of this era. This but, is uh, early photographs, super early. Yeah, so I guess... I mean, yeah, yeah, the people, people, people were the, just people. This is when a p- picture would come in the paper, and people be like, "It's magic!" Yeah, like, right, right. This to them is fucking bananas <laughs> that they can see what happened somewhere else at another time. Like this is truly fucking crazy. Yeah, and now I I look I look at it now and yeah, now it's not. That it's great. not a very good picture. No, this would be really bad if it was on Instagram. Yeah. Um. So uh, they go into mine shafts. Um, Richard pointed out the new machinery that was like leg out, not installed yet. He's like, we're about to install the machinery. Right. Um, uh, they were told to take samples of the ore with them because like, it's so fucking awesome. There's like well, it's p- little piles of it. It's yeah. everywhere. It's just like, let's um, go. Get it out of here. Uh, the ore had actually been taken, brought from other mines and then sprayed... Okay, so this is a... Or sprinkled with gold dust to make it look better. So this is a, I mean... This actually had a name for it. Lying? (laughs) It's called salting. So you take actual, real good ore from another mine, you bring it to your mine, and then you put gold on it whatever to make it look even better. So they see this pile of awesome shit that they say just came out of your mine, but it didn't. You know, I just... I... I worry what happens to this Madoff. It's fine. They uh, at one point they take him down into a mine because they found a, a like a vein of mica, which is oh yeah, known as fool's gold, right? And so they and they show them, and they're like, it's a little ways away. They're like, look, gold, and the guys look, fool's gold. Yeah, and these guys are all from New York. They, they don't yeah. fucking shit oh, about. It. And they're like, oh my god, go, go. So they're over the fucking. Don't mine. let the coyote get it, um, or do. Uh huh. Or do. Um, so it was, uh, so anyway, everyone was very excited and they all believed they were about to become super wealthy. Mm-hmm. Like they had just fucking hit it. When they got back to Geronimo, Richard sent off telegrams to newspapers and people he knew in New York describing the awesome trip. 
quote, everyone could buy Spenazuma stocks with confidence knowing it had been investigated by prominent persons and found to be even richer than represented. Mm-hmm. Jesus. He also sent telegrams to his contacts who were in on the scam saying they would have no trouble selling the additional $10 million worth of stock. Right. Two years before, Arizona Territory officials had become concerned that all the fig mines popping up everywhere were destroying confidence in the mining business. What an irrational fear. Yeah. Someone suggested that an agency should be created to keep an eye on the industry. Oh. Regulation! Yeah, regulations. We want freedom! Yeah, no. Legislator, uh, the legislature approved it. And then a new paper in Phoenix, Phoenix called the Arizona Republic, that had just started a couple years before, started the mining beat. Okay. And now that's got to be good news for Richard. A reporter named George Smalley was assigned to be the mine reporter. Oh, man. So he's, he's the mine beat guy. Okay. Uh, he's got the fucking job of the... That's him. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's a... Right. Kind of just, the photographs are so bad. It's amazing, but they would be like, oh, my God. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so he's the mine reporter. He would ride across just miles of empty land to get to mines, write up a story about what was coming out of the ground, how the mine was operating. The mine sure. beat, like a crime beat. So was it sort of, uh, is his job, like, he, he, is he trying to be investigative, or is he just kind of going there and just he's reporting a, on what he sees? A very honest reporter. Okay, he is very much. Uh, is he a, 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 like a, a a man who is like I will write what I see. And okay, I will be honest and truthful. Okay, right. Uh, so, in early 1899, just a week after the happy uh, investors had headed back to New York, Smalley uh, was headed over to a mine when he ran into Bill Duncan. Okay. And now Bill Duncan, for some reason, was now a disgruntled Spenazuma employee. So something happened, and he was like, fuck this place. Okay. He told Smalley all about Richard's fake mine and said he'd take him there. Okay. When they arrived, there was none of the activity that had been going on when the investors were there. Quote, right. the superintendent was lounging in a hammock beneath a sycamore tree. Oh, sorry. I just got uh, tired from ore. I've got so much ore. Oh, I've been golding all day. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I gold at night now, and then during the day, I hammock. Yeah, it's just... Um, I'm a classic miner. There's so much that we don't need to work anymore. We took all... That we could take out, and we need more. But it's growing. It's growing back. That's how it works. We need more uh, hitty things. Yes. Uh, sharpened hammer pointy yes. things. Sharpened are, hammer pointy things. That's, the part of the, that's what we're after. And then the bags to put the ubiquitous minerals into. Yes. For we have been truly blessed up here <laughs> at Montezuma. Of, uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Now, if you come back, we will cut your head off. I love mining. Uh, so they were told the property was not open for strangers to inspect. No, no, no. Just people who were going to buy it. But Duncan found a way for them to sneak onto the property because he knew fucking everything about the place. Sure. They explored mine shafts and tunnels, which were, uh, all way too short. Okay. Smalley looked at the buildings and machinery and realized the setup was ridiculous. 
The buildings could never hold the machinery that was there. Like one was just one of the buildings he went in was just like two by fours laid on the ground. Like yeah. you needed actual like something to. Right. One of them just to, said they had a sign that just said, "This is an active mine." <laughs> um, machinery was much too small for what legitimate mines would use to crush ore. So it's just all. You, are, at any point, are you starting to think that his, that this is not a good mine? Oh, it feels like a great mine. Okay. I mean, I would still invest. Yeah. I would okay. Still 100% all right. Invest. I just want. I'm just making sure. Um. Uh, they saw the salted ore, so he he's been in the he's been in down in the mines. He sees this pile of awesome ore. He's like, right. "This is all bullshit." Duncan told him which two mines the ore was from, but Smalley said, uh, "I'll take it from here. I'm a reporter, and I'll find out where it came from myself." But I thought we was kind of partners. No, we're not partners. But I'm Duncan. I'm a reporter. You're we're Duncan. reporters. You brought me here. We're reporters. You did your job. I did our job. Now I walk away from you. I can't end this. I do my job. I have issues with goodbye. I know. Take I know. me with you. I'll be your sidekick. I won't even bother you much. I just need a goddamn friend. I'll pay you. Please. Come on. All right. Well, I'm going to walk away. You'll regret this. Wonder that Here I go. I don't regret it at all. It feels great. Um, I'm betting that Duncan and uh, Richard's falling out happened when Duncan pulled the two henchmen away from the... Yeah, that's what I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Smalley goes and investigates. Uh, he spent days questioning local supervisors of mines and slowly discovered the full operation. One mine owner said Richard had bought ore from him to be shipped back to New York as Spenazuma ore that he was displaying currently in his office. Wow. Uh, there's nothing at Spenazuma, just one two-foot vein of sulfide. Quote, no copper, no gold, no silver, just lead. When Smalley's investigation was going on, Richard was happily working his scam back in New York. He put out... Uh, more fake or testing reports. It's so funny you can find them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, uh, the investors who had visited were talking it up. So all now it's just like all these actual rich, prominent guys are out telling everyone how fucking yeah. awesome it is. Together they issued an affidavit. So all the fucking rich guys who came together put out an affidavit that said how awesome the mining company was. Quote, most of us considered this prospectus a fairy tale, but candidly confess that it is not only true, but our own eyes have seen much more than has been claimed, and we sincerely believe the property to be the most valuable of its kind in the country. Okay, there we go. Richard used the affidavit to further promote. The ore testing reports confirmed what the investors said. It was now estimated the mine could produce between 2,500 and 10,000 per day. Wow. Then on May That's s- a lot considering it's empty. Yeah. I mean, considering there's nothing there, yeah, they're really coming up with some ton. big yeah. numbers. This is very Enron. Oh, yeah. Then on May 17th, 1899, Smalley's investigation story was published in the Arizona Republic. The headline was, quote, a tenderfoot trap. Okay. He lays it all out. Okay. The fake ore, that many of the tents in the supposed camp were empty, and that fake miners were paid $3 a day. 
Okay. One miner said, quote, this is the laziest camp I ever struck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a great job for them. We have a good time during our shift and very little work is done. It's good. It's a good time. He said when the investors were there, they had uh, been told to act excited about the ore they were bringing out of the mine. They also took the investors into a mine and pointed out the mica and said it was gold. The investors knew so little about mining, they believed everything. Yeah, which is why you want to definitely get an affidavit involved. 100%. Yeah. Smalley wrote that Richard and the mining company were, quote, committing a crime against Arizona, which its people should punish. They are injuring the mining interests of the entire territory, which I don't give a fuck. Good. Fuck mining. Yeah. I mean, that's my honest response. Fuck mining. Yeah. But this is before they knew that. Nah, f- no, they still know. They still know. Fucking, everyone still fucking does it. Takes you out of my sweet mother earth. My little baby. I listen. You- <laughs> <laughs> okay. When news made it back to New York, the value of the stock quickly fell to zero. Huh. That's way lower. Yeah. It's a lot lower. Do you have to make new certificates? I guess you, yeah. yeah, yeah. Valueless. Nothing. Nothing. Richard tried to save the swindle. He hired an Arizona lawyer to offer Smalley a $5,000 bribe to retract his 17-page detailed article and to write other stories explaining how he was wrong. He made millions of dollars, and he's offering him five grand. Okay, thank you. So... What a cheap motherfucker. Yeah. Like, all of the money that he put into this thing, and then he's just going to offer five Five grand. You offer this grand. guy a million dollars. I mean, that this is... This is your... This your the future of your bullshit mind is on the line. Uh. Act like you give a shit. And then he wants him to write other fucking... Yeah, more stories. I want it to be a series. For some reason, Smalley turned the offer down. What? Yeah. The lawyer threatened to sue the paper for $100,000 for libel then. Mm-hmm. He said the paper had, quote, unsubstantiated reporting caused his client unbearable stress and considerable loss of income. Mm-hmm. The paper owners did not back down, and the lawyer eventually did. Yeah. The territorial governor of Arizona then issued an official proclamation warning Easterners against ever investing in the Spenazuma Mining Company. So this is probably all bad for I it's feel not like good the, for the company has peaked at this point. It's not good for the feel. company. Hey, gentlemen, we have to let you go. Yeah. Uh, who? Uh, me. I'm the only one that works yeah. here. It was such a vast operation, too. Like, he really... It's here's almost what like he did. if he focused on mining, maybe he would have gotten something. But here's what he did. He did everything but keep the guys who knew about it on his good side. Bill Duncan. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, the guy you don't fuck with yeah. is the guy who knows everything. Yeah. And that's the guy he fucked with. Because otherwise, this is fucking rolling still. You, the, I mean, look, yeah, you got to You've got to bribe the people properly. Um, so the publisher of the Graham County Guardian did not look good. Now, um, he was forced to admit that the mining camp was deserted and stocks he had been advertising in the paper were worthless. Okay. The local community was rocked. Businesses had come and set up ready for the coming flood of riches. Wow. So basically a town had set up right. waiting to deal with all, all the, the ore, ore and the gold and right. copper and silver. I mean, they were in saloons. Like everyone made a, everyone was ready. Yeah. Um, they ordered products. They waited. Uh, but once the truth was exposed, everyone went out of business. It was over. But Richard. Mm, yes, that's my man. Not one to give up. 
There we go. Fight, baby. Less than a month later, he was back at it with another fake mining operation in the Penalino Mountains. He called it Lone Pine Mining Company. There we go. So he's doing the exact same fucking thing. Uh, Word got to Smalley pretty fast. He went out and investigated. He found the exact same thing. As he looked around, a guy who was with him yelled, Duck! Quote, then followed a dull thud of lead against the rocks. Smalley had been shot at. Jesus. They saw two men with rifles a ways away in some trees. After waiting a while and realizing the men weren't going to shoot again, they approached the men, uh, both of whom were standing there with rifles, and Smalley accused them of shooting at him. Uh, One said they were just hunting rabbits and that he should get off the claim. (laughs) Just a couple Elmer Fudds? Uh Uh-oh, we was hunting rabbits. Uh, Also, you need to leave here. I feel like you shot at me. Uh, Rabbits. Yeah, but your boys look like a rabbit from from way up here. Yeah, you look like your boys look like rabbits. Uh, rabbits around here by uh, five foot eight, and they wear clothes. We don't. Maybe part of the problem is we don't know what a rabbit is. Never seen no rabbit. Anyway, we got we got our hands full of ore. You get out of here. There's so much ore up here. Um. Uh, so Smiley left, and he wrote up another story. Richard's look, fucking. I'll give you three pencils to. St- Stop doing this. Richard's done in Arizona. He's just fucked at this point. But not back east. There we go. He continued to con and swindle and became known by the name Smalley had given him in the story, the Prince of Swindlers. Okay. He wrote up an eight-team. I read the whole thing. He wrote up an 18-page story on he's got an eight-team, which I was going to say. He you put love. it together in eight-team. You love that and show. Face Man. Face Man. Uh, you never watched eight-team Face? I've seen the A team. I've Face. seen the A team. Yeah. Faces? Sh- sure. Yeah. Sure? Yeah. Fuck. I mean, don't talk to me. It's Mr. T's world that we're all, everyone else is just a side character. That's just, that's just a really fucked thing to say about Face. <laughs> what else is. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he's now going by two different aliases Oxford and Montgomery. One man he conned into buying stock in Spenazuma was his friend Theodore Hageman. Okay. Hageman invested 300000 Sure. Theodore died in 1902, and then Richard went to his widow and convinced, convinced her to invest more money in a different company. Oh, dear. Richard and the widow seemed pretty close, and Hageman's heirs then brought a suit against the widow and people began to wonder if Richard had been part of Hageman's death. Oh shit. So Hageman was dug up. They thought he might be poisoned. In 1903 was Richard like, I don't know how to dig to get anything <laughs> out of anywhere. I can't do any of that. I, I don't know. Here's a spoon. Uh, I got nothing. I am out of ideas. Uh, just get a bunch of machines around it and don't plug them into anything. In 1903, Richard was indicted in New York for conning a woman out of 50000 in another mining scam okay. in a different state, like sure. Colorado, and he's doing it in other places. A different woman from Brooklyn paid his bail of 20000 and then he immediately skipped out on the bail and headed for Philadelphia, and she ended up having to lose the twenty grand. Oh, grand. shit. There uh, in Philadelphia, he came up with more cons, one of which was that he figured out a secret process to make real diamonds. He. <laughs> what? Figured out a why, secret why are process. You, 
Why are you doubting me? Uh, he figured out how to make diamonds. Sure. I mean, it sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds like the best thing ever. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. mean, he just figured it out. Just feels like it's not a No, thing man. He I've not heard it of out. it recently, so. Well, here's some diamonds, so. Uh, you see them. Mm, those are probably just regular diamonds. Just made them in the back room. With what? Out of the diamond machine. Maker. What does it look like? Can it's I see like it? A, a picture. Can I see it? Yeah. So if you look at it, your eyes can die. How did you get in there to look at it? I wear special glasses. Can I just wear those glasses and just, just go in there? For me. Can I, I'm surely Probably. there's a way for me to get a pair of those fitted for me. I want to invest a lot of money in this. I just need a pair of these the special glasses. The guy who made him died in a train accident. Well, surely there's another guy who could maybe try to make another pair. He didn't leave the formula. Well, I mean, I'm sure I could just, can we just take the lenses out of yours and put them in like some, some. No, they're made specifically for my eyes. It's just super convenient. Put them on someone else's eyes. It'd be like wearing someone else's. What happens if I look at it without those? Your whole brain explodes. Oh, but you're a brain doctor, so you'll be fine to fix that Well, I can't put together an exploded brain. I would need my medium for that, but he's in Boston. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So. He even gave out samples of the diamonds to potential investors who would take them to experts who pronounced them, quote, impossible to be distinguished from the genuine. So the real diamonds. Yeah. The, I'm, he's They're, pulled the switcheroo. This yeah. is just before the switcheroo. It's the switcheroo. He was arrested in Philadelphia by New York cops and fought extradition to New York. He was let out on bail and obviously needed more money. So Richard, using the name Oxford with his son, whose name is... A.D. Flower, uh, who I didn't know existed until this point in the story. Sure. Uh, they sold $900,000 worth of stock in a new corporation. Oh, my God. They did not keep records of the stock sales, which is Standard. what you do. Standard. What you, that's what you do. Standard. Um, he was arrested again. For what? <laughs> the corporation was created by Professor Oxford, who had learned of a way to make different colored bricks out of common garden dirt. What? Is, this is now getting sad. This is fucking This rad. is like the spaghetti incident right now. You could right change now. the world. He told investors the brick became so hard instantly and were more durable than normal clay bricks. <laughs> we're talking about a brick revolution. It's sad. It is sad. I mean, we're talking about this. This used to be about gold. Then it was about diamonds. Now we got real hard bricks. Oh, hold on. Turns out he had learned of the ancient process on a trip to Persia. That he never took. The plant he was building was going to be able to crank out 400,000 bricks a day and make the company. (laughs) That's too many bricks. 228,000 a month. He said anyone who invested 5000 would get at least 100000 in return. I just... He was arrested again. For what? The president of the company board said, quote, Had I known of Dr. Flower's history, I never would have gone into the company. Yeah. I did not know that Flower is at present fighting extradition to New York, but the president's suspicion was raised after Professor Oxford gave him three pearls he said he made. I mean, he's just so comfortable lying. When the president uh, had them inspected, they were revealed to be cheap imitations. They weren't actually pearls. 
So at this point, he's not even going the. Also, his name's not Oxford. It's Flower. He's he's, but he's not even going like the extra mile now of just having real pearls, saying that he created them from his ass. Yeah, I don't know why he did that, and it was almost like because he's becoming reading, like worse. reading the story. It was like the guy, like he was like had this brick thing going, and then he all of a sudden he was like, I have pearls. Yeah. Like he just he, he's fat. He Elvis. already he already had the guy in. The guy was he the president fat of the Elvis company. Yeah. at this point. He's out of his fucking mind. Uh, the Sedilia uh, Weekly wrote on November 29th, 1907, quote, hundreds of other companies for the manufacture of every conceivable object for the development of every variety of mine have been promoted by Dr. Flower, as well as numerous benevolent societies and Christian aid organizations, the beneficiary being always Dr. Richard C. Flower. Another man followed. Yeah. Right. Another man filed charges against Dr. Flower. Quote, he asserted that the doctor pretended to have a secret process for the manufacture of telegraph poles, that the material was processed into a mold hardening immediately and that the cost was nominal. And then he had big contracts from Western railroads. He's got to be stressed. He has many lies. New telephone pole company. This is a revolution in telephone polling. This we can change the way telephone poles. We now are able to make a telephone pole out of bullshit. What I'm saying is wood is shit. And These, now we have to make something out of this. They grow out of the ground like beanstalks, which we also have access to. Beanstalks? Yes, we have figured out a way, and this is this is a side tip, by the way. But we have a way. We, we have some beans that we've got, and they are um, not not really edible beans. They're not kidney beans. They're not black beans. They're not pinto beans. They're not white beans. These is this are, a new bean? These are, it's a new bean. Good lord! And um, in early testing. Uh, we found that these beans, when they are in the right soil, which, again, we only have the technology to this soil, a thing called a bean stalk, uh, which is essentially what a, an enormous vine that will go to the clouds. Good now, Lord. Now, 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 this is all rudimentary right now. And, again, this is a sidebar. This is not on record. But some of the miners, because we're still using miners for this project. Children? Yes, these are these are about nine year old children. They're almost ready to go off on their own into the world. Most of them are married with with kids of their own. Sure. Uh, you mean the, not that's yeah, not crazy. They're children. Thing to imagine they're children. Um, but if you climb this beanstalk, yeah. uh, up there are are giants in the clouds. I'm sorry. There are giant. Uh, almost human humans like us, but they're giants in the clouds. You Sh- say. Shut up. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Yes. And this is all from a legume. This is it's from a... It's, I wouldn't even call it a legume. Okay. These are magic beans. These oh. are... They're beans. But they're not... These are magic beans. Where, they, where did they come from? They actually came out of a room. They came out of a room. I'm and so that's part of, but that's that's not what's interesting. Oh, wait, that they came out. Of wait, can we back up a little bit? Oh, I can't really because the when you get were in a room. the giants have treasure up there. Okay, so you can get. It's called a legroom, is where the beans came from, and and yes. Oh, so 
now you like it again. Yeah, that's great. Well, this makes sense. Yes, exactly. Now, ideally, we'll be able to go up into the clouds where the giants live, and we'll be able to take a bunch of their giant stuff. I mean, even if we get a, you know, a candlestick from up there, that's the hundred of our candlesticks. Uh, we'll throw this stuff down, and we'll be able to, you know, just sell the materials from the giants. So that's the latest business. My name's Jack, by the way. Hi. How are you? Uh, my name's Dave. I started Uber. Interesting. It's different. We, we're, we're basically taking... We're similar, we're similar we're taking types over, of guys. We're, we're taking over the carriage business. We're similar types of guys, we're, I think. Um, we're both... We ba- I basically have we're a, both good business practices. I have enough money to drive every carriage uh, driver out of business and, and then make them work for me. And and then they don't have any health insurance. I'll tell you what, I don't That's see an idea like that ever actually being able to stick around in a society. The beans, on the other hand, uh, pardon the pun, but the sky's the limit. <laughs> <laughs> well, legumi, you know what I mean? I'm in. All right, great. Worst business meeting ever. Um... So did I do this right? Telephone poles. It turns out the tell I read uh, further into it. The telephone poles were going to be made out of clay. Um, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect because clay's indestructible. That's what they say. That's per. I mean, the only downside to that idea is uh, rain. <laughs> really, be a problem. But outside of that, uh, so th- he he does not get bail this time when he's arrested. Um, when Richard was in the magistrate's office, a hypodermic needle fell out of his pocket. No, that's embarrassing. Uh, where did that come from? Someone must be doing heroin. <laughs> he said he was taking morphine for, quote, uh, pains, which he attributed to overwork and protecting the great Persian process. Yeah, that's true. The newspaper article went on to, quote, uh, Dr. Flowers claims that he is able to manufacture diamonds, pearls, and rubies, as well as bricks, telephone poles. <laughs> well, when you put the list together, it's kind of, it's an indictment. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so there's a, there's a Persian process that he has stumbled across, ancient Persian process, that is able to make diamonds, pearls, rubies, and bricks and telephone poles. Yep. <laughs> the, us- the standard six. <laughs> He was extradited to New York, given bail, and then... Let me guess. Stuck around for trial. Yeah, he jumped bail. Ah, weird. Uh, His wife sued Mrs. Hageman, the widow Hageman. It turns out Richard and Mrs. Hageman took off together and were spotted in various locations around the country. Okay. So ever since uh, Hageman had died, he had been with... The wife, the wife. Getting so when money. he went to Philadelphia, he was with Hageman's uh, widow. Okay. Um, and so his wife... Chooses to sue Hageman's widow. Yeah. Uh, in September 1908, police in Richmond, Virginia, detained Mrs. Hageman and seized, quote, trunks full of finery and gems. Hmm. Larry, look at this. There's a shitload of gems in here and finery. I bet they were made in a room. <laughs> they also arrested a man believed to be Dr. Flower. Okay. Wow. So he's at that point. But the police arrested him. Uh, they arrested him under the... Quote, blanket charge of being suspicious characters. Okay, so the Giuliani law. <laughs> so it's not a great arrest. Right. A judge now, how is there the- not enough to get him on now? <laughs> You're out of there. These are suspicious characters. Isn't that the guy who's ripped off millions of dollars? Yeah, he's people? very. So they couldn't. So 
wherever he would get arrested, they needed time to then send documentation to prove it was him. Okay. And in that time, he would often get out of jail by a judge who's like, these charges are nonsense. So he was often ahead of the fucking thing. Sounds not stressful, though. Yeah. So a judge releases them two days later. Uh, Though Virginia police believed um, he was wanted in many other cities for grand larceny and really wanted in New York... They had to let Dr. Flowers go. Virginia police blamed the apathy of the New York police for his release because the New York cops, when the Virginia cops are like, send us down documents or a cop or whatever, the New York cops decided not to send someone to get Richard because they didn't believe it was him. Okay, good. Good. (laughs) Good, good, good. At this point, Richard's wife had had it. She filed for divorce on grounds that he was running around the country with another woman. Yeah. She was granted a divorce in 1910. Richard continued to travel and swindle. He traveled all over the West into Mexico. He was finally caught in Toronto in 1914. He actually went to Europe for a little bit. Um, He was caught in Toronto in 1914 after 11 years on the run. Wow. He had lived in Toronto for two years. The Pinkertons found him. Wow. Uh, The New York Times said he was, quote, broken by age and drugs. He was sentenced to a year in jail on December 8th, 1914, and after getting out, he moved to New Jersey as an old, broken-down man. Richard died suddenly in a theater in Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, September 1960. Wow. Yeah. Was he, like, was that the biggest bullshitter up at, up until then? Was this the most? He was really one of the king all-time bullshitters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were a lot of guys that did a lot of shit, but he, he was, like, I think that the level of just horse shit that came out of this fucking guy was just astounding that people bought it. And everywhere he went, he would just lie out of his, I mean, telephone poles and diamonds. Like it's fucking the telephone poles. I like, it's almost like he's trying to see how stupid people are and realizing they're really stupid. They're more dumb than you could ever imagine. Uh, we'll sign cars and, uh, and what country should we move to when this all falls apart? Well, we better hurry because I feel Panama just because of Van Halen. We should go to, uh, Persia. Yep. That's where all the, that's where you get the Ruby making technology. They have so many telephone poles there. (laughs) Yeah. Thank God it doesn't rain. Okay. All right. Merry Christmas. Oh, I'm going to pee. Oh. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, 
Dublin, September 17th. And September 19th, Manchester. Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd. And Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in... Uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.